Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Can you take me higher? Yeah, no, I wasn't even going to bring that up. That weird Super Bowl ad. That- well, you told me this week's episode is about Creed, so I oh, did a deep dive in the Creed catalog. Wait, did you see that commercial? Then? Yes. Okay, yeah. Where I sent it to you on Instagram. Oh, this is my job. I saw it hours before. It didn't even register with me that you sent it. No, you made some sort of comment after I sent it. I will go and find the comment. Was I drunk? Uh, most likely. Maybe. I wouldn't be surprised. How dare you? I mean, well, I mean, could have been one of two options. Oh, your response only was, hey, I was too old for, no, I was too old for Hey Arnold. And also in my defense. I was too old for Hey Arnold. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> Sorry. Um, our... <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Emily, get the cat. No, he's attacked the setup twice. What the fuck? He's never done this. <laughs> Throwing a pen at him. Don't throw a pen oh at your God, cat. His eyes are so big. Get out of here. <laughs> he's... He's on the hunt. Um, so for all of you unaware of what our <laughs> setup here is, which is all of you, um, for the sake of recording, we have... Oh, he just, he just hissed at the dog. We have a, a foam behind us and foam directly in front of us. This prevents sound from echoing, and wow. know, that's why the show sounds so good. Um, <laughs> You're in danger. My vindictive little fucker of a cat... That's all cats. Um, ...has attacked the wall of foam in front of us, which, by the way, is not like... The way this room is set up, like if the foam was set up like further behind, like where the wall is, it'd be like an extra like 10 feet or so. Uh, It's set up on, you know, do you remember going to middle school and they're like, make a presentation and it's on like a trifold board? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, like a weak diorama. Yeah, it's that, but it's just, I nailed foam to it. It's far better than the original iteration, (laughs) the box of foam, which looked like the mouth of the Sarlacc. (laughs) You know, it's been a work of progress. It it looked like the Dune popcorn bucket before the Dune popcorn bucket. Um. Yeah, kind of. Um, so yes, the cat has uh, attacked our setup for the first time in years. <laughs> Ever, I think. He attacked it twice in one night. Uh, what were you saying that I was yelling at you about? Oh, it, uh, no, I said you. your response when I sent it to you was, I was too old for Hey Arnold. Yes, I was too old for Hey Arnold when it came out. Also, it was at 3.55 in the afternoon on a Saturday. I still was too old for Hey Arnold. Fair enough. If you're like, look at this Hey Arnold thing. Like, I don't know what, you know, extra... In- Fantilization you had with your youth, but I'd moved on to that point. No, I was just, I liked Patrick throw the child. <laughs> Can it, Barrymore? Shut up, Wesley. That was, that was fantastic. Anywho, uh, I saw a thing this week that I felt the need to uh, review. Okay. What was it? There was a Robert Rodriguez movie that came out last year. But you take kills again in space? <laughs> no, that, Damn. that's definitely never happening. Boo! Um, I like his movies usually and this one came out um it was kind of like i guess post-covid but not very post-covid so it's like there was a trailer it came out and then there wasn't much noise about it i'm like "Eh, whatever Mm -hmm. i threw it on because i have peacock for the month oh Um, good a movie called hypnotic stars ben affleck i'm like i like robert rodriguez and ben affleck is fine i'm never drawn to an actor isn't hypnotic like that blue like vodka liquor thing i don't know what you're talking about okay well um I, I, I'm not really attracted to actors. I'm attracted to creators as far as like stuff that I seek out. And I 
throw on the movie and the first thing i do is like eh, 90 minutes this is supposed to be kind of like high concept sci-fi i'm like 90 minutes is not a good sign it was awful it was so boring 90 minutes felt like five hours i'm not gonna wow. spoil it but did it hypnotize you yeah the movie is like there is a small percentage of the population that has hypnotic powers uh and there's a couple times in the movie where i guess you could say you know they pulled the rug out from under because i went oh i didn't expect that to happen but only because it's so ill-defined when that happens i go oh i just didn't know you could do that <laughs> not, oh. not because i'm like oh what a clever movie he's back i know the cat god emily get the cat no he's fine he's fine by the way, Hypnotic is, it's produced and bottled in France, H-P-N-O-T-I-Q, Hypnotic. It's a blend of natural exotic fruit juices, premium vodka with a touch of cognac, 17%. Great. There you go. See, I was right. Yeah. The dog is upset that the cat exists. Do you want to put up the child gate? Because he is on a rampage. I kind of like it. Just kick it. I respect it. Take the child gate with you. Oh my goodness. Okay, fine. It's not us. We're being child gated <laughs> in the basement. But there are times in the movie before like the big twist happens, because there's a big twist, where they just are fully honest in their exposition, where they have no reason to be fully honest in their exposition for the audience. Oh. Like it doesn't make any sense. And then once the big twist happens, like you think back on it, like, hang on. Why did these scenes happen? These scenes are purely here for the audience and have no logical place in the movie with the information we now have. And after about the ninth twist of because you see it from different perspectives at different points of the movie of like oh, this isn't real because, you know, hypnotic. Like, after about the fifth time, you're like, okay, so I'm just going to assume every scene is a lie. And you're right every single time. So the movie loses all tension because mm. they're like, oh, this thing happened. Isn't that wild? Like, well, no, it's it's a lie. And then they go, oh, it was a lie. Bet you didn't see that coming. Nope, they didn't. It was, it was frustratingly boring and stupid and had no style to it, which is not what I would ever say about, like, a Robert Rodriguez movie. I feel like your your recap of the movie was as long as your watching experience was. <laughs> Just about. Um, I had a really bad time. Okay. Which is, I like Robert Reese a lot as a filmmaker. This one, I was just like, what the fuck happened? Things. And I feel like it probably got hacked to death in the edit because I'm like, because A, it was 90 minutes, but I'm like, and I hate clunky exposition. I could use about three more minutes of clunky exposition to tell me what the actual rules of this world are. There are no rules. They just kind of made them up as they went along. Even better. Those are my favorite kind of rules. O'Doyle rules. Yeah, did not like hypnotic. All right. But, <laughs> and I didn't even spoil it, and I probably could have, because who cares about this movie? No one. All right, but we got, you know, that we moved on from the negativity part of the show. We'll, All right, We'll cool. go on to more positive stuff. Excellent. It's we, about time. We got the news of the week. We got... Weird movie facts. Ah. Sports reports. We're talking expanding the Rocky and Creed universe into the comics world. I did not plan this. And your questions. So let's move on from there to the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. I should point out you planned the show, but you didn't plan the unfortunate yeah, co we, co concurrent event. Yeah. I mean, I've been talking about it, like, in November, I think I was said, like, yeah, we'll get around to this in January. Yeah, well, we did. We got around to it in February. Close enough. And, um... You had a 1 in 12 chance. <laughs> I'm not... Boy, was I not planning on this. Uh, yeah, we got the sad news that Carl Weathers passed away this week at the age of 76, uh, passing away in his sleep. 
we don't have more details than that, and frankly, we don't need them. It's not our business. No. I, did you see Arnold's tribute? Um, not a, a size tribute to him. Yeah, uh, Stallone put another thing. Schwarzenegger, a ton of people did, but obviously, yeah. like those were two of the bigger ones. Yeah, uh, Stallone put out a video just like talking about like how wrecked he was, and like he was doing it in front of um, the painting uh, that comes at the end of Rocky Three. Oh yeah unbelievable career and, and like in so many uh, he was an 80s icon and he i mean more than that like 80s 90 like his career spanned five decades of just he just kept going i mean he was just in the mandalorian he was uh just in those commercials leading up to the super bowl which are being changed mm-hmm. with gronk where he was gonna like be training gronk but uh fan put out that like yeah out of um respect of like the family during their mourning period like we're changing our campaign which yeah it's the right thing to do honestly i'm a little bummed about it though because that means that there's like recent footage of carl weathers that we aren't going to get to see not for a long time i I understand why they're pulling it but at the same time it's like i almost would prefer just to like if they put at the beginning like in in loving memory of carl weathers yeah but i it's still you know the stuff he filmed that we're just not going to see now which is a bummer but i I, I understand uh, Happy Gilmore. It was great in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I mean, Carl Weathers was just, he's one of those guys who was just cool. Oh, super and cool. Even, like, going into those, like, commercials with Gronk. Like, we had no idea that his health was poor, and he looked as badass as ever. Do you know of anybody who portrayed a professional athlete as well as he did, if you really think about it? Um, he's got to be on the Mount Rushmore, right? Like, he portrayed a boxer well, better than, <laughs> than Stallone did, I think. But, I mean, you're talking about a fictional character. Yeah. So, I mean, are there other char- actors who have portrayed fictional athletes? Yes, definitely. The cat is back! Should I be concerned? He's rubbing against me. Emily, get I, him out of here! I think he, the, he's going to jump over the baby gate. I think we're fine. He's okay. He's here to cause destruction! It's okay. This is the cat episode now. All right. I'm going to skin him and wear his fur as a pelt. No, you're not. He's fine. He's sitting down. He's he's relaxed. Yeah, he's being contrarian. Oh, you're taking the baby gate this time. Now he's going to jump over the baby gate and hurt he himself. He can't jump that high. You don't know that. He's a cat. He's too old. He has never jumped over the baby gate. That's a, the reason why we, ha- why we have the baby gate is for the cat. I thought it was for the dog. Whatever. Now we're locked in the basement together. <laughs> that baby gate is a challenge for you? I'm old. I can't jump that high. <laughs> Imagine what I am in cat years. Too. Stop it. All right. Anyway, yes, Carl Weathers passed away. Yeah, that's a real bummer. You know what I want to? Uh, you know what I've never seen that I want to watch now. What? I never saw Action Jackson. Oh, I've heard things about it. I heard it's phenomenal. I feel like '80s action. You know, like a Bond spoof. I've never seen it, but like I'm real motivated to watch Action Jackson now. Maybe I'll watch that tonight when I get home. I saw someone just uploaded it to Twitter. They're like, fuck it. Here's the whole movie. I don't know <laughs> if it's streaming anywhere, but I someone at least uploaded it on Twitter in full a few days ago. But yeah. Um, the unfortunate passing of Carl Weathers, who no one knew anything was bad. And yeah, that sucks. It's Yeah. Also not planned for this week. Listen back to the last episode. We talked about this is what we were doing. It's true. It's true. We did. James Cameron uh, this week said, hey, I know that I've written uh, Avatar 1 through 5. But now I have a plan for six and seven. Oh, really? But at this point, I'll I'll probably pass the baton at that point. I'm like, oh my God, stop. I don't even dislike the Avatar movies. I think that they are unfairly maligned. Do I love them? No. 
I love the world building of the first one. I've only seen the second one twice, and you never saw the second one, right? No, I did not. You're like, I don't need four hours of my life. Cut. Exactly. I would like those hours back. You never. You can't say that when you didn't actually see the movie. But bam, phone out of your hand. Ah. Well, I was just discovering that uh, Thomas Thomas F. Wilson is in Action Jackson. Great. You know who that is? Tom Wilson. Yeah. Aha. <laughs> Biff Tannen. I know who he is. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? I said that to your phone you're twice. As, you're as useless as a screen door on a submarine or screen door on a battleship. Whatever, how he screwed it up. I'm whatever. I lean over here and I'll, you know, tell you how he talks to McFly's. <laughs> Just hello, hello, McFly. Just lean a little the closer. King, the king gets me every time. All right, what else happened this week? I don't know. Aside from that, oh my god, Avatar six and seven. Like five is a lot. Six and seven. Dude, I don't even like dislike these movies, but it, that I'm like, oh my god, that's so many movies. Uh, not a lot of news about this, but we'll see what happens. There's a new Evil Dead spinoff in the works. Oh. We'll see what that means. Because there's been a couple of spin-off-y type things. Uh, Evil Dead Rise last year, which was the highest grossing Evil Dead movie. Mm-hmm. And it was so the, I, I wish I'd written down the director's name. A new up-and-coming like horror director. But, you know, more Evil Dead. Is it? ever going to be the evil dead that i love of like the horror comedy of the 80s no probably not say hello but, to my boomstick but i really liked evil dead rise and i can get into like hey we're having weird gory evil dead sure why not do another evil Dead? that's movie. evil dead right say hello to my boomstick yes aha i was right we learned this week that robert downey jr was almost in a different christopher nolan movie that wasn't oppenheimer oh really back in 2005 dark knight rises that was 2012 oh memento that was like 97. Inception. That was 2012. No, wait. 2010. Sorry. Lied. Batman Begins? It was Batman Begins. All right. Look at me. I'm just like a walking IMDb of Christopher Nolan flicks. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, apparently uh, Robert Downey Jr. was up for Scarecrow. Oh. Instead of... Uh, Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. Yes. As you pronounce it in the Irish. He's been... Killian Murphy's been in almost... He wasn't in Interstellar. I don't remember because I'm never going to rewatch Interstellar because I hate it. Murph! Don't you attract the cat. The cat will come back and thinking there's some sort of... It's all about love, Murph, and a bookcase, Murph. Did you know it was love and a bookcase, Murph, and time travel and the dust and the bookcase, Murph? Murph! Fuck we, that movie. Can we talk about the fact that he was able to translate Morse code into a highly complex mathematical equation? I've only watched the movie once, and I was like basically doing backflips with how angry I was watching it. I did not like that movie. What's your honesty setting at, TARS? Oh, yeah, that thing. Can anyone explain um, to me how it actually moves? Like an asshole. I guess so. Whoa. <laughs> All right. <laughs> don't like Interstellar. I, I don't know so. if I've ever made that opinion clear. Yeah, but if I gave you the choice between that or Terminator Genesis. I guess I'm watching Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Even though it's longer? Yeah. Was At this point, I mix up the Terminator movies because I've stopped rewatching them after like one. Was I think it must have been Genesis. Genesis? Yeah, wrong movie. Oh. Um. That was the one, I think, that's when they showed the Creed trailer, and I didn't know that that was happening. Ah. And I was like, ooh, and the best part of watching that Terminator movie was seeing the Creed trailer before it. Well, there you go. Then immediately, like, they fucked up the timeline, and I was like, what? I'll be damned. Didn't like it. Yeah, so Downey was almost Scarecrow. I mean, that could have worked. Yeah, I could but, see uh, it. But also, he wouldn't have been... Iron Man. Yeah, at that point, because that was only a couple of years later in 2008, so I'm glad he didn't get it. Thankful. It worked out for everybody. It did indeed. Then maybe it would have gone to Sam Rockwell, who was up for the role. But then who would have been Justin Hammer? Me. All right. There you go. <laughs> That's how the casting ladder works. So unfortunately for you. I, know, I was almost a young Ed Harris once, and then I wasn't Justin Hammer. Poor thing. That's right. Have we ever talked about that on the show? Have ever brought that up? No. Maybe. Where I was almost a young Ed Harris? 
I forgot the name of the movie. Oh. I never even saw it. <laughs> oh, because you weren't in it? <laughs> it came down to me and two other guys. And I think, if I remember right, that from what I heard, again, I don't even think I saw the movie. The role was ended up being fully cut from the finished product. And I also look nothing like Ed Harris. True, you don't look a damn thing like Ed Harris. <laughs> like I, I was like 16 at the time. I was already taller than him. Anytime I think of Ed Harris, I immediately think of two characters. His character <laughs> in The Truman Show and The Rock. It's like... Like, also, we have such vastly different noses. Hollywood can do a lot of things with noses. Although we can both pull off a bald head. That's about it, though. Yeah, some more naturally than others. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It means it's happening to you. It's happening from the inside out. <laughs> yeah, okay. Really? Really, you want to go down this road with me? Nope. <laughs> you got yeah. you got less than a week left, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I was almost uh, a young and Harris once. I was also... This, I do remember the name of this movie. I was also, I'm not going to say almost, because I just got a callback. So, I mean, take that what you will. Uh, I got a callback for Cider House Rules, but then it switched production companies. Oh. So that got totally scrapped. Were you going to be one of those little brats in the beds? Uh, it was... That Toby Maguire was trying to get the... Were you going to be one of those princes of Maine? It was uh, the kid who played Dewey and Malcolm in the Middle. Oh. That was the role that I was up for when it was with a different production company. I don't know how close I was. I just got a call back. Can't believe that you were in the meat grinder of childhood actors. <laughs> and also, <laughs> it was also not a great audition because, you know, I went and I did my lines or whatever. They're like, you know, just like, I guess to like see how camera ready you are or whatever. They're like, oh, and do you want to tell us anything else about yourself? And I went, no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> in character from day one. <laughs> I want to tell you shit. Give it to that Dewey from fucking Malcolm in the Middle, kid. Yeah, if you want to know more about me, then fucking hire me. <laughs> I'll show you camera ready. Yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, because I was in there like, without like my parents or whatever. Like, what'd you ask? Like, oh, they asked if they wanted to know anything about me. Like, oh, what'd you say? No. And that's the day that Zach's parents <laughs> decided he needed to learn interview skills. Um. Yeah, the, the two times I auditioned for a movie and did not get them. You have a face for podcasting. So do I. do I. was like, do you want to go down this road? Uh, Tim Burton has announced his next movie after Beetlejuice 2 has filmed completion, which, by the way, has a title. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. It is, yeah. Don't so say it a third time. Now they're getting ready for a third one, you know, in another 30 years. Well, it's coming out in November. I'm saying the third one. I know. Looks like it's going to be fun. Well, we don't know anything yet. We just know literally the title, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. It's, per- it's clever, and I love it. Yeah. Sign me the hell up. Well, the original title was Beetlejuice Does Hawaii. I would have also watched that. That was like in the 90s, though. Tim Burton's next movie is going to be a remake of a 50s B-Horror movie, Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. Uh-oh. That reminds me of the time that we, you and I went to this club one time, and there was a large woman dancing on stage. You go, oh, it's my Amazonian goddess. She was pretty. No question. There you go. Was she 50 um, foot tall? No, she was taller than you, shorter than me. So 6'2". <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is going to be done with the author of, um, oh, I wrote down the name and I was like, I'll remember this. Uh, Clearly not. That's a sign of you getting older. Not going to lie. The lady who wrote the movie where we saw Ben Affleck's penis. Gone Girl? Uh, maybe. Yeah, it was that one. Okay, there you go. Where Rosman Pike was like, I'm crazy. Here's Ben Affleck's penis. Okay, there it is. I, I will say I've noticed more in the last like six months. Ben Affleck's penis? <laughs> no. I've. The recall on things for me sometimes is not as quick as it, it, it's real. Memory fade is real. So I'm taking a multivitamin to help with that. <laughs> Great. And I'm putting fish oil on my penis. Oh, God. I'm not Just, really doing the fish oil. I don't think that's... Yeah. That's not how it works? 
Whatever. Yeah. Attack of the 50 foot woman, Tim Burton. Sure. Why not? It's weird and quirky and an old B movie. Why not do it? Excellent. Sad news. It's just one of those things that you always hate to hear. This is even before production began or this is pre-production. Um, a crew member died on the Wonder Man Disney plus uh, TV series. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, hasn't been identified. It just happened today, the day we're recording, but yeah, just sad news. Like incredibly sad, you know, for anything that we ever watch, like not just like comic book bullshit or anything else, but you know, like there isn't a single thing we watch that is worth a single person's life. And it, it was just, you know, uh, there isn't really a cap to this. It was no, just, just it, it happened. And yeah, I'm sorry. That unfortunate. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have, I don't have a spin on this. It's just, it's something that happened and I just kind of wanted to acknowledge it. If I knew the individual's name, I would, you know, try and yeah. lift them up at this, at the point of recording, we don't know who it was, but you know, just, tragic news like none of this bullshit matters no like for the sake of like any person's life so yeah just horrible to hear very much so um and also speaking of death this one isn't as sad because it's been 30 years uh the day of recording is jack is the 30th anniversary of jack kirby's death if you've listened to the show you've heard me sing his praises a million fucking different times yeah but 30 years i stand by it like no one has left a bigger impact on american culture than him whether you know the name or not, the guy was not a self-promoter. The guy was a worker, like uh, clearly known best for his collaborations with Stan Lee versus Stan was uh, quite the promoter and quite like the Carnival Barker and Showman. And Jack Kirby just wasn't that. But uh, for what he's done for artists and writers and filmmakers and just different creatives, like his impact is massive and i i truly believe it like this isn't just because like oh this is a comic book podcast like truly in my heart of hearts i think he is the most influential american creator of all time yeah i i fully fucking stand behind that and you know it's been 30 years and man had a fucking career he had just and it kind of you know wasn't great towards the end but you ain't topping that i i and the pure level of imagination that he had in the beginning not just the beginning, but like, because like his career started like in the forties, but how long his career spanned, his influence, his everything. I firmly believe Jack Kirby, greatest American creator of all time. Absolutely, I mean, uh, like you said, the impact is far-reaching, and it- like I mean, like Spielberg, Lucas, like everyone that you fucking love is like mm-hmm. a filmmaker got influenced by that stuff. That's it- just the you know the passage of time. How like we were, I remember talking about it like we kind of the show always is kind of like right around that date, but like. Yeah, because I think his birthday is like in August, so I usually yeah. talk about like, at least talk about him twice a year. But yeah, easily twice a year. And then the other, this is a weird one, and I don't know what to make of it. This involves comic art. Uh, there is a comic art website slash dealer, uh, Cadence Comic Art. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Uh, they're yeah. a relatively big dealer. It's most. It's they're not giving you like stuff like always back it's dealing with like people that are working right now people who are producing work and like hey if you want to buy like this or that like from a lot of modern artists that was a pretty good place to go and i've done Mm -hmm. a a fair amount of business with them and i've you know been able to talk them down on some stuff and this or that i don't know what the fuck is happening but there was a mass exodus this week like at least 80 percent of their like artist clients throughout like vague tweets of like uh, I am no longer being repped by them. If you were having issues with like getting your stuff, contact them. If you want to buy more stuff from me in the future, contact me here. Not exactly that with everyone. And maybe 
when this goes out tomorrow, there'll be more news, but this has been going on for a couple of days and it's just like, I have no fucking idea what's happening and it's really weird. Yeah. Something went down. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't sound good <laughs> at all. People don't flee for no particular reason. Not, especially like how many people they had and they didn't. And they had some big names. And like, if you look at the list now, it's like it's dwindled and they haven't put out any statements and no one has clarified what is happening or why, at least at this point in recording. Like, maybe mm-hmm. when this comes out, like, there'll be something more solid, but it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Why is everyone like just jumping ship on this one company? It also doesn't help that I have a page coming from them, <laughs> supposedly. Uh-oh. So I was like, oh, not, this might have been the worst possible good. week to do this. May have been. So. I don't know. Yeah, Cadence Comic Art. I don't know what the fuck is happening, but they are um, collapsing hard in a big bad way. No one knows why. No, nope, don't like that. Except the artists. The artists know why, but no one has like said like this is why we're all jumping ship. Do not know. All right, uh, that's gonna finish it for the news. So let's move on from there to weird comics facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm gonna make some weird shit pretty freaky but it's safe it was a screenshot so ah okay that's, that's what i was looking for my phone huzzah this one's real oh, okay you know this week with the passing of carl weathers and also with us talking about the first round of creed comics i thought i would bring us back to the casting of carl weathers in the first rocky movie as most people probably know the first rocky movie it was written over the course of a weekend Stallone said he did it in a studio apartment where he could basically touch wall to wall between like, you know, his fingers to his toes if he wanted to go corner to corner. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. Small little place. Well, you knew that, right? Yeah. <laughs> the way you said it, you're like, whoa. It, just, <laughs> it gives me the creeps to I, think I, that you were in a space that small. I appreciate you uh, fanning like, oh, yeah. Oh. what? Yeah. But um, so. Egads. Zounds. Uh, part of the process was uh, Stallone selling the movie rights. He's like, you know, here it is, but I want to play the lead role. And they're like, well, we're not going to let you do that because you're not an actor. You've only been in porn. porn. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. Can't say what it is. You've seen Ben Affleck's penis, but you haven't seen Sly Stallone's. Uh, Party at Kitty and Studs, later renamed the Italian Stallion. Why do I know this off the top of my head? Yeah, you haven't seen it, huh? That's <laughs> You haven't seen it, he says, huh? I haven't. Um, I, haven't. I have it? You say you have it? No, I don't have it, and oh. I haven't seen it. Okay, fine. I, I believe you. I really have no interest in watching Sylvester Stallone in a softcore porn or a full core porn. I don't know. I'm Listen, not, Santa, you and your I'm not doing a lot of research cheeks. into this. You knew the <laughs> subtitle of the movie. Party at Kitty and Studs. Everyone knows that. No, not not at all. <laughs> or the fact that it became renamed the Italian Stallion. But it was only after Rocky came out. I digress. <laughs> but anyway, so... Uh, Stallone eventually convinces the studio to let him get the role, uh, going to be directed by John Avelson. So Carl Weathers comes in to read for the role of Apollo Creed. Doesn't feel like it goes very well. And this is a quote. He goes, and he doesn't know who Stallone is at this point because he reads with Stallone. Yeah. He goes, I could do a lot better if you got me a real actor to work with. No idea who it was. And he says, so I just insulted the star of the movie without really knowing it and not intending to. But Stallone was just like so charmed by like this guy who comes. He's like, "Who is this chump?" Yeah, <laughs> that he ends up getting that's cast. perfect. That's what he wanted. Because I mean, yeah, I mean that's Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed is brash, but also if you look at Carl Weathers, like he's like jacked as all hell and he's charming and yeah, but just like that aggressive attitude. And Stallone was like, "Yeah, that's the guy." It is, and it was. I mean, and also if you like listen to some later stuff, part of why Stallone started juicing is Carl Weathers was like, "No one would believe that this guy could beat me." It's also a good point. 
<laughs> because if yeah, if you look at the first Rocky, I agree. <laughs> like Carl Weathers isn't a. I was gonna say Adonis, but whatever. Fuck it, it still works. It just sounds weird and yeah. you know recent hindsight with Adonis Creed, but he fucking was. That dude was just like built as all hell. Oh yeah, solid. You know, not that Stallone wasn't in shape, but you know there are levels. Yeah, no, there was... And Carl Weathers and Sylvester Stallone were not on the same level no, of no, fitness. <laughs> no, they were not. You know, Stallone, good shape. Carl Weathers, like... Adonis. <laughs> yeah. Professional football player shape. That's a good point. Yes, great point. To, to be fair, depending on your uh, what position you play in football, I'm in professional football player shape. <laughs> Round. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I already made the fucking joke. I just it, was... didn't need, it didn't need a bullet on it. I have a busted fucking leg. That was an exclamation point. Your leg has been busted for like a year now. Uh, like eight months, yeah. You could have had a baby in this time. My baby calf. <laughs> Sweet baby calf. Uh, I, I believe we call that venison. That's uh, no, veal, actually. Ah, fuck it. Venison is deer. <laughs> I, I did fuck up my V. My V meats. <laughs> uh, yes, the V meats. <laughs> the show is off the goddamn rails. Yep. <laughs> Classic. Uh, All right, so that 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 is my uh, weird movie fact of just yep. Carl Weathers coming in insulting Stallone to his face. Like, yeah, give me a real actor to work with. I'll do better. Yeah, give me a real co-host to work with, and I'll do better. Said Zach. <clears throat> All right, so from from the V meets to the Patriots' new coordinator Alex V Pelt. You really trapped me into keeping that part of the show, haven't you? I have. <laughs> All right, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. <laughs> <laughs> well played. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Patriots have named their offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt, formerly of the Cleveland Browns, making some people believe that maybe the Patriots will be in the market for free agent Baker Mayfield. Uh, depends on, again, uh, you know, what they decide Who to do in the draft. Shit, Super Bowl week. That's also true. So Super enough of that. Bowl. Let's go to the, the NFC won the Super Bowl skills challenge this year. Team Eli versus team, uh, team Peyton. Did anyone actually watch this? Does anyone care? Actually, it was one of the more well-attended events in recent uh, memory. But yes, it is Super Bowl week. Of course, all the questions. Will Taylor Swift be there? Will she not be there? She announced a new album at the Grammys. Well, as you know, it's hashtag rigged. I know who I will be putting my money on. Would it be the Kansas City Chiefs? Of course. It's, if it's rigged, I want to get my money. That's a good point. As we record here on the 6th of February, let me pull up the gambling <clears throat> app. I'll let you know what the line is on the game. It did start out with the 49ers being two and a half point favorites. Uh, that was right after the conference championship games. So but if we <laughs> like, do I put some money on it right now? Live? That's a good question. If we go and take a look at the uh, NFL, if I put five bucks down on it right now, it would uh, just on the money line for Chiefs, it would pay out ten twenty five. Yeah, the Chiefs are plus one hundred five on DraftKings, not a sponsor. Of course, they're not two point <laughs> two point underdogs. Uh, Forty seven and a half total points in that game. Uh, I'm gonna go Chiefs and the over. Give me Chiefs and the over. All right, if I put down eighty bucks, it would pay out one hundred and fifty two. Yeah, I mean they're plus one oh five, so it's almost even money. I will not be one dollar will get you a dollar. <laughs> not putting down eighty. I'll say that right now. Yeah, but no, if you put down one dollar on the Chiefs, you get a dollar five back. You get five cents back for every every dollar. Well, a dollar five, I should say. Anyway, so you've got that going on. They had the NFL opening night, which they uh, they had all of the it used to be called Media Day. First time the Super Bowl has been in 
Las Vegas. Again, that takes place at Allegiant Stadium on the 11th of February. Uh, be very interesting. The Chiefs would be the first team since the New England Patriots did it back in, uh, it would be 04-05 to go back-to-back, and they would have won three out of four. So uh, a lot on the line there for them. All of the NFL head coaching vacancies as of this moment, as of this moment, are secured and locked up. I don't know why you had to say that twice. Because uh, I kind of slurred a little bit of it. But anyway, yeah, Bill Belichick currently without a job. There is some rumors that... Oh, no. What will he do with his millions of dollars? That's a good point. There are some rumors that Andy Reid might be retiring after this year, and Bill Belichick We talked about this last week. Oh, yeah, you're right. It all blends together. So, yeah, that's the big news in the sporting world. Also, uh, Red Sox, a uh, little bit of news. Theo Epstein is back as a managing partner with the Fenway Sports Group. So they've brought back Theo to be part of the Red Sox again. So you've got those couple of things going on. NHL All-Star break is wrapping up. David Pasternak had a pretty good uh, All-Star showing. And that's all I got for you uh, there. Oh, the Daytona 500 is in a week from Sunday. So NASCAR getting going underway again. Woo. Yes. And Vince McMahon <laughs> continues to be in tons of hot water. He's been deleted from all WWE media. Probably good. Yes. Probably. I told you that story last week, right? <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that, mm. That's not good. No, no. He pooped on someone's head. I'm sorry. What? No, that was not. I also don't really allegedly, want to know the details. Allegedly took a dump on someone's head. In a sex context? Whilst, or Whilst engaged in a menage a trois, as the French would say. <sighs> Uh, let's just say allegedly for the, no, no i said the, allegedly the, for the fuck of uh legal recourse that i don't think anyone would ever hit us with like oh no this, no the small podcast no in the in the court filings in the legal documents uh he allegedly no that's i'm i don't i don't want more details i do not uh, i will boy, say do in, i not want more details in the realm of sports entertainment it threw a bunch of uh things that they had in the works especially with brock lesnar and the works uh, in the, the a monkey wrench into all that because Brock Lesnar is allegedly the unnamed WWE superstar who is also a former UFC champion and considering there's only really been well I think it was Ken Shamrock I think was a UFC champion too but you can do the math and narrow that down also I, the I rock you're talking has about come out of I retirement I just I want to distance myself from this probably less than the WWE does but you know I want to distance myself from it pretty significantly I'm, I'm going to um, tell you right now don't read the court document. I don't think that was ever going to come up in my life, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to skip it. Oh, considering you work for like a media outlet that does pop but culture. I don't do wrestling and I don't do poops on heads. I'm glad that you don't do one of those things. God, God, I want to move on so fast. Um, All right. The NBA. Uh, Joel Embiid is out for at least four weeks for evaluation. I thought I read he would, today he was out for the season now. No. Okay. No, no. Uh there was some the internet is full of lies some misinformation initially about his injury saying that there was a tear in his meniscus uh, a player fell on his knee it looked kind of nasty it was a flap that got pinched i've never heard that term didn't I, like it didn't I, like it one bit i don't think anytime anyone's flap gets pinched it's good i've heard you know you know different meniscus things following the nba but i've never heard meniscus flap i'm like Ugh, gross i don't gross Especially when uh, that gets pinched. Yeah, and it, the information about it is, I th- I believe, intentionally vague. Uh, he is uh, he had a, this is in quotes, procedure. So some level of surgery. Uh, we don't know if that means some of it was cut away. We don't know if it was removed. We don't know if it was repaired. We don't really know anything. He's is this just, similar to the Time Lord work? I think different. Okay. In like different from like Zion. Just that like meniscus flap. Like I've never heard that before. <laughs> 
so he's out for at least four weeks. Um, apparently, there is hope that he can return by the end of the season. He is definitely out of the MVP race because of new rules uh, this season. Say you got to play at least sixty-five games, even mm-hmm. though like he was. I don't know. Last year, I thought he was undeserving of the MVP. I thought it should have gone to Jokic. But uh, now with what we're dealing with now, I'm glad he got it last year because he was absolutely having, like, he was definitely the leading front runner for the MVP this year. And it's definitely not happening now. So I'm, gl- you know, with new perspective, I'm glad he got it last year. Yes. Even though I felt that he was undeserving that time. But, I mean, he... You know, he's not, he's already had a long career. He's not going to have a, a super long career. I mean, he already has, but like his career is not going to go forever. He's a big guy. He's an injury prone guy. Although someone falling on his knee is not his fucking fault in any way, shape or form. And look, I don't like the 76ers. Like I sports hate them, but Mm. I in no way want like. You love the city of Philadelphia though. Oh yeah. I love Philly. But I mean, I, (laughs) you know, there's sports teams, their fan base, they're, they booed Santa Claus and threw batteries at the man. And I, but whatever. The point is, like, I, 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 I sports hate them, but like, I in no way want anything bad to actually like happen to any players. No. So it, it's it's a real bummer that Embiid like got injured like that, it's like especially for an injury prone player to have something to happen to him that is not his fault. That that really sucks. And you know, I, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I hope he's back this year because like I don't dislike Embiid like as a person. Like I think he's actually a really like kind of stand up guy, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, that sucks. That really sucks for him. Yes. I, you know, I hope that whatever this procedure is, and it's kind of a hard thing to weigh. It's like, okay, like, well, do you. They're cutting into the man's body and like, like inserting a little camera in there and doing a little work. Like, you know, and there's also things like, well. It's not like he's getting an oil change. The man's well, flap was pinched. Yeah. Like, do you cut out the meniscus and like have a shorter like recovery or do you try and repair it and then it's a longer recovery, but then how much do you think about like his long-term future? Yeah. It just, the whole thing sucks. He could hook up with Aaron Rodgers and listen to dolphins. Fuck. I think I regular hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't sports hate him. And the weirdest thing ever, because of the firing of Adrian Griffin from the bucks uh, for the upcoming all-star game. And Oh, this is great. Doc rivers was announced as the East coast being the Eastern conference. <laughs> yeah. The East Coast. East Coast. Well, considering Milwaukee is in the middle of the country. <laughs> I, I know. But after Adrian Griffin got the Bucks to the second seed. It's, uh, it's not even on the East Coast of the Great Lakes. <laughs> it's not the point of this. Doc Rivers is named the Eastern Conference coach because they have the second most wins and they couldn't have Joe Mazzula did it because he did it last year. And like, you can't repeat. But. Doc Rivers is going into the All-Star game as the coach with one win. One. Well, he also has a That's body of work. insane. I did it like has his, nothing to do with his body of work. He's going in with one win. I did like his quote, I'll just send my staff and I'll go on vacation. Uh, he's, yeah, he's like, oh, I guess I'll just give my money up in the ring. Yeah, fuck you. There you uh, go. Despite my love for Doc. But that's insane. He won one game and they're like, all-Star Eastern Conference coach. Doc Not to be Rivers. confused with the All-Star East Coast. <laughs> and the West is just, it's so fascinating to watch right now. There are four teams separated by half a game. It's crazy. LeBron wearing the Knicks towel, creating conspiracy <sighs> theories. No, LeBron starting more conspiracy theories by just uh, posting an emoji of an hourglass. Oh, uh, does he have, who has more conspiracy theories, LeBron James or Joe Rogan? Well, I don't listen to Joe Rogan, so. I had a kid the other day say, I said, Do you have, does anybody have any questions? And he goes, yeah, how were the pyramids built? I said, one brick at a time. Next. I, 
Is that a Joe Rogan thing? What? Was that a Joe Rogan thing? No, no. I just said one brick at a time. That's the most logical way that they were know. built, right? One brick at a time. I have only listened. I've listened to two Joe Rogan podcasts ever. Yeah. And, you know, I certainly do not have a large sample size, but the thing that struck me, the two times that I've listened to him, I'm like, the motherfucker knows how to pander. Someone says something crazy and he just leans into it. He's like, oh, yeah, what, what, what's that all about? <laughs> like, that's, I mean, again, small sample size, two podcasts I've listened to ever, but it's just like, you are such a pandering motherfucker. The one with The Rock was great. Couldn't tell you. Right. Didn't listen. We're yeah. running long, aren't we? Uh, I'll really. be damned. Uh, yeah, so Thunder, Timberwolves, Clippers, Nuggets, all separated by uh, literally half a game. You know what you didn't hear there? That's crazy. The Lakers. No, they are, uh, they're above 500 now, but not by much. Booty. And that's sports. All right. So. From real sports. <laughs> uh, coincidentally, not intentionally, it is time to move on to uh, the Creed comics, the first expansion of the Rocky universe. So, let's just dive into that in Jared's Reading Corner. It's Jared's Reading Corner. Again, I was, uh, when you're like, we're going to do Creed next week, I'm like, oh, the band? You're like, no. I was like, oh. Um, I do want to p- properly credit this, though, yes. uh, before we get into this, because we do have a number of um, writers and artists, and uh, frankly, we're not going to re- really be able to like separate them as we go along with like how conversations usually go. But I do want to go over this. So uh, we have uh, Michael B. Jordan as creative director, because supposedly the Creed universe is going to be expanding in a bunch of different ways. I like it. Uh, this is our first dive into that world, though. So, yeah, Michael B. Jordan behind it. Writers, uh, LaToya Morgan, Jay Jameson, artist, Wilton Santos, Joe Jaro with inks by Maureen Keene, Valentine de Landro, Paris, Aline, and Leah Caballero. All right. But I just wanted to make sure that, like, we hit Perfect. that stuff because we are going to be talking about different art styles within this. Mm. So I just wanted to, you know, make sure we properly credit you know, writers, artists, all that stuff. Um, I am curious what this means for an expansion of the world, though, because this book jumps forward a decade. We're talking about 2033, which I think is fine, and we very conveniently don't talk about a lot of stuff. True. A lot of hand-waving. Yeah, 10 years went by, and here we are. And I don't know. There's also been talk about like games and stuff. Um, have you ever played a Rocky video game? I have. What did you play? I played the one back on like PS2 or PS3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, PS2. Um, well, was there one? In- there was one I think on PS3, and it wasn't like a. We just me and a, me and college buddies would just like button mash boxing. We well, didn't like I didn't do the story mode, so I wouldn't. Well, uh, I know there was one on the Sega Master System, which I've never played. Uh, there was one on PlayStation Two, which was just titled Rocky, um, and it went through Rocky one through five, and the entire story mode. And I bought this used at the time. It was like 15 bucks. Yeah. And I also was working at GameStop, so I returned it for nothing. So you got to imagine, when this was new, it would have been 60 bucks. And I sat down and I played it in about 90 minutes, went from literally the front to the end. It was like, oh. How so, high were you? <laughs> not at all. Oh, okay. But I'm like, I'm so glad I didn't pay any money for this because this, like, I would have felt cheated. Uh. But it was also like, what are you going to do? Because the way the game worked was it literally gave you every fight Rocky was ever in. Not just like your big ones, like your, you know, clever langs or whatever, but it's like if there was like, you know, when there's a montage going on or there's a newspaper clipping going on of like, you know, Rocky versus Santino Allen. Yeah. Santino Allen. It's like you would fight Santino Allen. Definitely not one of them, but. Mm. but I like, like it. Good name. But, Very creative of you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, 
literally every time, like newspaper clipping, any montage, any whatever the fuck, like they they put that in as a fight in there. Like you start with like Spider Rico, you end fighting Tommy Gun. But anything else that was ever mentioned, even just like in a flash for a second, like you got to do one of those fights. But even s- still, like the game took me like ninety minutes. Oh, good for you! It's like wow, I'm so glad I didn't pay sixty bucks for this. Clearly, apparently, you did not. So yeah, no, I didn't. I yeah. I didn't pay a single goddamn cent. Proud of you. You all go work at EB Games in the mid to late two thousands. That's so sad to say that so long ago. <laughs> Do you know that uh, the Wonder, speaking of the late 2000, like the mid early 2000s, the Wonder Years celebrated its an, its uh, anniversary, came out in 1988, it, it debuted on January 31st. There was a tweet out that if you were to do the backdating for when it takes place in like the late 60s from 1988, if it were to come out today, the Wonder Years would be taking place in 2004. That's upsetting. Also, <laughs> um, Fred Savage's history is upsetting. Makes his Boy Meets World appearance seem kind of real. Oh, I like Ben Savage, though. <laughs> Political person trying to take over Adam Schiff's spot. Huh. That's real. Huh. Anywho, let's talk about Creed. All right. <laughs> this, um, I enjoyed this. I Ten years later. I didn't really notice the different art styles like you do, because you're kind of an art snob. Well, no, but I mean, when we had like flashbacks of different characters, that's when yeah. you get a different artist in. Oh, okay. I mean, I noticed like that. I didn't realize it was a different artist. I'm not... I, d- I don't know what as, to do with you there. I'm not, as in, I'm not as in tune to that as you are. I was just enjoying the narrative. If it just fully switches styles, you're like, oh, yes, yeah, same well, guy. What? Somebody can't draw in multiple styles? Not, no, not the way that's presented. No. Regardless, I enjoyed this. I thought it was it was very much like a Rocky movie script, like a Creed script. Like I could buy this being the treatment for a future Creed movie. Yeah. So the short uh, gist of the plot without... Um, hitting everything all at once is it's 10 years later uh, Amara Creed Adonis's daughter uh, wants to get into boxing Adonis is kind of fearful about getting her involved in some of the more intense stuff she finds a rival who is very intense and who we find out later is being repped by Adonis's brother who is not brought up in the Creed movies we also get Adonis's sister who is also not brought up in the mm-hmm. Creed movies and that's my favorite part of this. I, I, we, when we've talked about the Creed movies in the past when they've come out, that's kind of been my biggest criticism is like we get Marianne in there and she's always like dealing with Adonis. I'm like, we know that Apollo had two other kids with her. Like, yeah. I mean, Adonis isn't her kid. Like, it's Apollo's kid. She took him in. Like, I have no issues with that, like talking about in terms of like, you know, being like family, but there were two other kids and they never. Not fucking once in three movies have they been brought up. But I will say, in the grand scheme of things, it does kind of fit with the narrative of, like, you know, Apollo very mysterious about, like, Adonis being his son and all of that. But it does seem kind of out of character for, uh, why can't I think of Adonis's, I mean, uh, yeah, Adonis's mom's name. Marianne. Marianne. It's very, seems a little out of character for Marianne that... Not like you really knew her in the Rocky movies. We know her more mm, from the Creed movies. No, but still... It doesn't feel like that would be like something that she would do. Like, how do you at Christmas time hide the other two, or even her funeral? Like, I yes. I had a big bitch in Creed Three. It's like, okay, like because she confronts Rocky. It's like since Apollo died, like you haven't talked to me. Yeah, and then they make up, and then she dies, and Rocky isn't there. I'm like, eh, I don't love that. And yeah. then like, but also like her two biological kids are not brought up at all like so none of that re- it did that is in my mind like the most glaring admission from the creed movies yeah 
And this makes up for that a little bit. It does. That um, Adonis's sister, she's a fighter, and his brother is... And a lawyer, but still. Uh, his brother uh, is upset that Adonis has taken over, like, essentially taken over the Creed family name, because um, Adonis... What was he going by originally in the first Creed movie? Oh, um... Johnson? Something like that. I think it was Johnson. Yeah. But it's like that he's kind of taken over like his father's name. So he's angry about it and he's, you know, promoting this other boxer. And also, uh, we've established in the Creed movies at this point, like the Donas is fucking rich. Like he, oh, already, got- he, he has his family money. Now he's also had it, like his own stuff and he has um, like the Creed athletics and he has a gym. So like the dude has money. Oh, yeah. And he's trying to still expand that. And like someone else keeps on like undercutting him and buying yes. like the businesses he's trying to buy. And, um, I'm not going to spoil every bit of this, but there's, an, for the sake of talking about conflict, I guess we could talk about it. Like yeah. Adonis's brother, we find out that his it's his brother who's uh, Alec- Alexander, right? Yes, Alexander. He's the one buying up all this other stuff, and it's undercutting Amara. Um, I think- uh, And he's also in the corner of Amara's enemy here in this, or her rival boxer. I think what's interesting about when you look at the Creed movies as opposed to like the Rocky movies- there's definitely been a, a shift in tone that the Creed movies are more like family based in the Creed family legacy. The Rocky movies are more about like overcoming your situation. This is more about overcoming or, or embracing and learning to deal with your family and family legacy. Like you really don't yeah, Rocky- hear a lot about Rocky family legacy, but the Creed movies definitely in the in this book kind of play into the family legacy yeah, as opposed I mean, to that is the difference rocky was always about being the underdog whereas adonis is never the underdog like he's coming from means it's more of him coming to terms with what what it means what, to be a creed yeah and this continues to to play on that story arc which i like i think that's kind of a neat it's a there's enough difference in that and that self-discovery and that family discovery then from like just the the self the the even even when rocky is not the underdog he's still they find ways there's no reason on the planet he should be on the the underdog he smells mainly there you go yeah <laughs> i love that so much. that's a good one in order to have a good time you got to have a good watch <laughs> i gotta watch <laughs> you gave it to me can i get a job you're really mentally irregular. <laughs> I think we've watched these movies too many fucking Maybe. times. That was actually not bad Sly Stallone right there. That was actually kind of decent. You're really mentally irregular. I liked my Polly. <laughs> yeah. Also, again, I every time we talk about Rocky, I for s- somehow Rocky goes from being relatively inarticulate to getting beat in the face to speaking really well yeah. and being extremely articulate business sense. And then at the end, he just kind of falls off again. Well, what... One of the things I like about this, because it's a 10-year jump, and they ignore a lot of stuff. Like, we never mm. hear about what, in this, what Adonis did after Creed Three. We have no idea. The other thing- Delphi that, Jim is still in that strip mall. Something we don't address is Bianca's uh, hearing loss. That's true. Like, we don't know where, like, because we've been told since the first Creed movie that, like, she is going through a progressive degeneration. Mm-hmm. When we're introduced to this comic, they play it loose enough that we don't really know where she stands, which if, that's not a criticism. It's just an observation, which I actually think is kind of a good thing. But the other thing is like it's 10 years later and we can say that like technology has improved. Yes. In Amara, one of her boxing partners 
is a future versions of Polly's fucking fuckbot. And I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. Because after Rocky Four, we ignore that Polly just had a sex robot. Happy birthday, Polly. <laughs> and this book is just like, yeah, those that fuck bot that Polly had, now it's there for boxing. <laughs> that I mean <laughs> How great was that? Come on. It, it was. That, but at the same time, it's like that, made I, me that whole montage where they introduced the robot in the original Rocky movies didn't really I mean, it was very strange to me. Very, very mentally irregular. So, well, I mean, that robot initially, um, one of Stallone's children uh, was a child with autism. The intention behind that very real design was about connecting, uh, helping kids uh, who had autism learn and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So um, the actual thing, which I don't think is very well portrayed in the movie, but like it was actually supposed to be a positive thing and something that Stallone was supporting and growing does not come across in the movie and says just a weird fuck robot for Paul. I mean, it's it's see, it's it's a great little Easter egg in there. But I love that they bring it back in this. It's yeah. just in because, you know, it's 10 years in the future and, you know, we do live in a world of like technology is kind of coming at us faster than mm. we can really handle. Yeah, so I, mean, I, I can live in a world where in 10 years we have, you know, boxing robots. Oh, you mean like that Hugh Jackman movie? That movie sucks so bad. What was it called? Real Steel. Uh, Real Steel. I thought it was Ironheart or something like that. Not Real Steel. Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah, pretty much is exactly what it is. God, that movie sucked. <laughs> I saw that awful, just awful movie. But again, like, the one, like, you maybe knock on it a little bit. Like, when I started, excuse me, when I started reading it, I'm like, I know exactly what's going to happen. It was very much the Rocky formula, though. It, it was. I mean, we, we but, had a training montage in there. It's so good. Um, I really like Adonis having a conflict with his siblings, and he's oh, yes. very clear. He's like, oh, half-sibling, especially with his sister, who Amara starts training with. Also, I should uh, mention in this, it's inter I mean, I do not know American Sign Language, but they are... <sighs> the book... Yeah, thanks. Thanks for flipping me off. I know that one. Oh, okay. Um, but the book, I will assume that they're making, like... At least a partial word of like that, but we get to see the communication with ASL in here, which I like quite a bit. But we Amara starts training with the don with her aunt, Adonis' sister, and uh, we. By the way, so many fucking people in this book. There are a lot. Everyone knows ASL. I'm like, yeah, a lot of people know this, don't they? But I, what I was <clears> gonna <throat> say before I got sidetracked was I liked how they did take on that challenge of. ASL, which is a very fluid and movement-based method of communication, and this is static art. So yeah. to, to be able to create the, and bridge that gap was really, you know, I, I found it to be interesting, an interesting challenge for them to try and overcome. Did you catch the Rocky Two reference, which was my favorite thing? And I'm, I'm just, I'm, oh, I'm such a sucker. Uh, um, yes, but I'm trying to draw back on where it was. Uh, Amara's aunt. One, oh, uh, there's a conflict in like you know like Adonis and her they they're fighting in the ring then they decide they're all gonna get together and like we don't know that she knows NASL and she oh just, yes she goes win and I was like oh fuck uh, you yep. we're doing Rocky there too we go. there we go yes I remember that <laughs> we're doing the Adrian oh, line it, but no it was it, it wasn't win it was do what you do no it was win oh. she absolutely does win and then it was like do what you do after that though because I remember that you know that's the Rocky two thing like Adrian comes out of her coma after giving birth yeah. Um, and she's like, "Hey, come here!" And then they come make the here. really, then they get the felt letters and iron it on his shirt. I need you to do something for me. What's that? Win. Then the music comes in, and Mickey just goes, "Well, what are we waiting for?" 
I like Rocky yes. too. <laughs> no one knew that. But the second she did win, I was like, oh, fuck you. I'm so into this book. <laughs> well, which is like at the end of book three, by the way. Whatever. It's it's only four issues. Not no, so that's, far, and that I also kicks it. off the training montage. I mean, it was fantastic. It pays off at the end and it sets itself up for future. Yeah. Um, I was actually kind of surprised where it ends, which I, because that was kind of my theory where maybe future Creed movies were going because we've never done it. Um, Amara says that she wants to go to the Olympics. Also, Adonis's money people <clears throat> may be from the same cloth as Polly's money people. Happy birthday, Polly. Yes. But yeah, I always kind of, I don't know. It, I thought if you were going to try and up the Creed movies, maybe the Olympics would be kind of our next step where Creed 3 like, went back to his past. I thought like maybe moving forward, the Olympics made a certain amount of sense. It does make sense. And, you know, on an international scale, it gives you a chance to bring in um, Victor Drago in a future book or a, fi- a future movie with, you know, being international with the Olympics. Uh, again, I, it was a it's four issues. It's a light read. It's fun. If you love Rocky, you it, it, it works. I also it absolutely works. I love the fuck you that it does. Like when they build this book, they're like, Amara Cree needs to train. And Adonis wasn't doesn't want to do it, and she's gonna have to go to another trainer. And like you read that, you're like, oh, she's going to Rocky. But no, they do the smarter move yeah. and go to the aunt. Yes. It's like yes, forcing reconciliation between him and the aunt, and then they uh, recon- uh, that's about my only complaint is they reconcile in about two panels. They're like, oh, okay. After they box, <laughs> yeah. After they punch each other in the face a bunch, there's like two panels. Of like, yeah, the and we're a family together. The gratuitous. I'm gonna take my shirt off and box you. You have a headgear on, and I don't. Yeah, that was, was like, we don't have anything to fit your big head. I'm like, that's not how fighting works. Like, don't punch people in the head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like in training. I mean, I also have that complaint in um, the training montage and I in uh, Creed 2. He's like, no, we're going to box in this tired who just punched me in the head repeatedly. Yeah. I'm like, that's not how that works. No, that's not how <laughs> that works get, at all. Don't get punched in the head. Don't do that. That's not good. <laughs> like, just because it's not a sanctioned fight doesn't mean getting punched in the head isn't damaging. Ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, throw some fucking Rocky Three at me. Yeah, I know. There we go. So yeah, I hey, I'm I'm sold. I'm a thumbs up on it. Yeah, I mean it it creates enough separation that we, you don't need to think about it that much at this point. Depending on what happens with the future of the franchise, depending on you know if we get a Drago spinoff, if we get a Creed Four, if we get video games, if we get other stuff. Like, mm-hmm. but for as it stands right now, and this could also be, you know, we've seen this before in franchises, like something counts and then other shit happens and yeah. it makes it not count, which honestly I think is probably what's going to happen here. But at this point in time, totally fuck it works and I enjoyed the hell out of it. And what I like about it is you can get some more Rocky content and not have to wait, or Creed content rather, and not have to wait for a whole movie. Yeah, and you know, let's not bring up Rocky specifically because then you'd have to pay Stallone. True. Because that was definitely in there. All right. We can riff on Rocky for hours. I know. <laughs> Gotta love Rocky. <laughs> You know what's bugging the hell out of me? This is a separate thing. Okay, what? So I got a 4K player now. Yes. And I refuse to buy the Rocky movies that are on 4K because it's just Rocky 1 through 4. I'm like, I want the whole thing. So I don't want to buy 1 through 4 just so I have to go back again to buy 1 through 6. So you're just going to wait? You're going to bide your time? I, I guess. I guess that's what I'm doing. Like, I would like to buy them on 4K. I would like to watch the movies. But if it's just one through four, like, I don't want just one through four. I don't particularly want five, but I love six. That's like my second favorite Rocky. Rocky Balboa. Yeah. I'm. 
I just, I can't. You know, they sign that piece of paper down the street. It says I got some rights or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I can't invest in Rocky 4K 1 through 4 when I have Rocky Blu-ray 1 through 6. Yeah, there's I, also no gaming commission on the planet that would have given him a boxing license, by the way. No chance in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying from my own personal purchasing, it's like, why Why would you do that? Why would you release just Rocky 1 through 4? I would totally eat at Adrian's. It looks like delicious food. I don't know. Spider Rico's cooking there. I don't know if I trust him. He's fine. He looks kind of grubby. Well, I mean, he got the shit beat out of him. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's my complaint of the Rocky 4K is like, why one through four? Why stop there? Why is that your box set? Give me the other two movies. Because they're trying to pretend that Rocky 5 never happened. Yeah, but then there's Balboa. I love that one. All right. Well, there you go. Whatever. All right. We're going to move on from there to letters to the editors. Lot of questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. Going to give you some options here. Okay, cool. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can send them in to editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Gmizzle, as the kids say. No one says that. I just did. Uh, I will give you two choices. Okay. Uh, Do you want to talk about um, females buying cocks? Basically, it's going to come out the next couple of weeks. We got a couple in the... Okay. Okay. By the way, please send in questions. I have questions about that question, just Um, from the way you describe it. I was just going to say... Based on my experience as a shop owner, uh, women buying comics, or do you want to talk about the current state? Oh, I thought you said women buying cocks. I definitely don't want I, to talk about that on the no, show. No, but I, I, that's what it sounded like. Like you were trying to say like like something like roosters, but then it... <laughs> it, it like it was presented as a comparative thing. Like, hey, you know, how many women are coming in buying comics versus males? Oh, or okay. do you want to talk about the state of modern blockbusters? There's only one blockbuster left. It's in Eugene, Oregon. Oh, you meant like tentpole movies. You know what's the funny thing that I realized this week? What? Again, if you listen to the show, you are probably heard me talk about, um, I have a, my accent doesn't come out that much except in OR words. Yeah. You know, I don't have an, I, I only realized this so today. What? Well, like if I were to talk about a fruit, I would not say orange. Orange. I'd say orange. Orange. Or if I were to talk about a genre of movies. Horror, 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 horror. I say horror. horror. No, I don't. I don't yell at the end of it. Okay, <laughs> I just say horror. Anyway, uh, a single syllable. Oregon. I don't say weird. Hmm. Interesting. I. But my. Is it Oregon th- or organ? I, I'm not worried about the last syllable. I'm doing the first syllable. Yeah. Right? There you <laughs> um, go. And I think that's entirely due to a, a certain trail-based video game from the late 80s early 90s i think we're trending in the direction let's talk about the state of modern blockbusters <laughs> all right or 200 oregon okay how do you say it oregon yeah okay so we're agreed with oregon oregon yeah. trail yeah oregon trail orange trail did you did you do the rapids to get down the columbia river or did you just keep going on the trail no i i, I would always risk it and uh, sometimes drown sometimes uh-huh. you know i'd shoot too many buffaloes sometimes we'd all get diseases wow and they were all named after like my classmates at the time. Because mm. who else did I know? Yeah, like, exactly. First and second grade. Yeah, always be a carpenter. It's like the perfect middle of the road. I mean, sometimes Brooke would just drown. Poor Brooke. <laughs> I don't she, real classmate. I don't know why I picked her and him out of anyone else. But was it Anna Brooke? No, Anna was a different classmate. Uh, you missed the joke. I no, I got it, but uh, still a real classmate of mine. Did you of, cock your wagon and ford it across the river? 
No. Cock didn't exist back then. It said it. It was an option. You could cock your... Cock did not exist in the Oregon Trail. Yeah, it's like pine pitch. You, know, you could cock your wagon. I don't believe they had cock back then. <laughs> they certainly did. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here today. <laughs> hey, all right. State of the modern blockbuster. <laughs> well, yeah, that was essential. The question is like, uh, what is your opinion? <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> now it's all falling apart. Basically, with like Scorsese and a bunch of other people talking about, you know, superhero movies and things falling apart, how do you feel about the state of the modern blockbuster? I will give you my opinion because you didn't read the question and it has since fallen apart because we were talking about cock on the Oregon Trail. Yes. In your wagon. <laughs> paint your paint your wagon. Like it's a Clint Eastwood musical. Real thing, look it up. All right. Um <laughs> let's not do that for the show. Okay, let's not. My general thought about where we are with movies is we are in kind of a, it's hard to speak in absolutes because there are definitely things out there that I like. There are definitely things out there that are creative. There are definitely things out there that push the boundaries in one form or another, but I think we are in a kind of generic transitional period. And I think a large part of that is, you know, like movies of, like 70s 80s 90s maybe less a little bit the 90s but like you know things had like a certain budget and people were going out there and there was no real method um i mean you might be able to catch it on tv later like once maybe twice a year depending on what the movie was maybe you never see it again but there was a market there it's like you'd go it you'd see it you'd go back again and then we kind of lived in the dvd boom like okay well a movie comes out it doesn't necessarily perform as much but it almost has a second life in home media, whether at the time it was VHS or DVD or Blu-ray, but we've kind of overall, that's not the market we live in anymore. Like that's why mm-hmm. like Best Buy is ditching everything. And then we also had the streaming boom where it was like, you know, streamer, like, you know, you're just trying to attract customers and like money is being thrown around like crazy and you can kind of do whatever. And then it's like, okay, well, we're not making money off of this. So then there's a big pullback. And now we're kind of getting a lot of, again, this isn't everything because there is still creative, interesting stuff out there, but we're kind of hitting this wall of generic stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't know fully what that next step is. Cause I mean, if we're talking about like going out to the theaters, like there is stuff in theaters that I want to see, but I'm probably not going to pay for it because I know that I can wait two to three months and I can get it on streaming for a service I'm already paying for. Like, although March, uh, March is weirdly big. Like we're going to go to the movies three times in March, Ooh, which is like basically a third of the time. Like for whatever reason, March is loaded. Oh, good. I don't have any coaching going on in March. So I have plenty I of time to watch movies. I don't know why, but for whatever reason, March is huge for releases. Time March is on. So I don't know. We're, we're in a transitional period of figuring out, not us as consumers, but for people who actually pay for movies, like studios and whatnot, figuring out like what makes a profit, what makes sense, what doesn't, and that it sucks for the consumer because you know I don't like that we're in a kind what I feel like is kind of a generic period, but we're there's only so much you can do. I mean, you know how things get shifted. You basically pay with your dollar, but like where do you want to put your dollar, and how much does your 15 to 30, depending on like going out to a movie, like really count like mm. individually. It, I don't know. It's weird. We are, I think we're in a transitional period of time. And I honestly, I have no idea where it's going to land. I think when you think of block, I always think of blockbusters 
Like, I remember when they used to be like the big summer event, the big spring movie, the big winter movie. Like, there was a song that went with it on the radio. It was like the theme from whatever. And yeah, when Madonna was doing Bond themes. Yeah, well, not even just like Madonna doing Bond themes, but but you know what I'm saying. Like, there was a big sound. Everything there were things that went with it. When Puff Daddy and Jimmy Page did a Godzilla song. Oh God! In '98. Wow. Yeah, but that, I think that sucked. <laughs> I think what's happened is. Sometimes you become a victim of your own success and Marvel films stumbled across a formula that works and that people liked and everyone's trying to replicate it. And it's very cookie cutter because it's like, well, people like this and people, but there's less. I, I, I don't it, even it, lean into that because there are some, yes, are some Marvel movies feel like it's just like part of an assembly line. Mm. Absolutely. But there are also have been ones that are fucking great that I don't think get the same kind of level of attention. I think also, one thing to really talk about, too, I mean, you can kind of make an argument if it was on the, cl- the decline beforehand, but COVID. And yeah, I mean, that was... I mean, it, it changed the industry. It forced streaming. It forced ways to... Re- I mean, think about Wonder Woman 1984. That movie was simultaneously released in theater. Actually, no, it wasn't even no, it released wasn't. in theaters. We, we just got it on... Direct to streaming. H- at the time, it was still HBO Max, and, you know... At the time, I mean, we've talked about it kind of like as a post-mortem. It was like, at the time, we were kind of pretty positive on it, but also we hadn't seen a new movie in a long in time. In a fucking while. <laughs> so I think there is a level of... It was like, ooh, something new. Yeah. But there is a level of COVID after effect and and how things have changed and the way that... And not just, and not just in how we consume movies, but I think in our everyday life. I mean, think about curbside pickup to go shopping for instance as one uh door dashing ordering ahead Ooh, i mean the convenience factor and what now is happening is fewer people go to the theater and what does that do in turn it drives the price up because of supply and demand demand's not high so in order to break even or make money you have to drive up the cost and that people are more likely like you said do i want to spend if i want to take my family of 3 or 4 out and spend 80 or 90 dollars or I'm paying twelve ninety five a month for this streaming service, and I can get some Orville Redenbacher microwave popcorn down the street, you know, at the you know the Dollar General. I think that can you like you see it's kind of like a closed feedback loop. The more people stay home, the less money the studios make, so the more expensive it becomes to go to the theater. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, mean, I already said, it, but I think this is a transition period, and I don't know. I also don't think this is going to be like an immediate shift. I think we're probably looking at, I mean, COVID forced a shift, a shift that like, that wasn't a, that was not a natural shift that just, it changed everything within that time period. And I think we're pro, I mean, this is a guess, this is nothing more behind it, but I think we're probably in kind of a little bit of a long-term determination factor, like probably five years would be my best guess to kind of, See where, uh, how much do you spend on a movie? Like, do you just spend on a big budget movie because that's going to get people out? Like, are smaller budget movies just ruined? Like, are streaming movies, like, is that where only small things go? And there's been some success in there, but there's also been, like, a bunch of crap in there. Like, most Netflix movies, most Netflix originals feel like, like, direct-to-DVD, like, kind of unfinished Mm -hmm. movies, which I don't enjoy watching. Well, there you go. I don't know. I, I... People go into business to make money and landscape's changing and I don't know what it's going to look like, I guess is kind of where I come down. And I hopefully 
in a positive place. Well, remember Dune? We Dune also came out direct to streaming. Yeah, and that's one of our March ones. One of our three, I think. I'm not getting the popcorn bucket with you. I don't need the asshole bucket either. My <laughs> God, that thing just looks like an asshole. Yes. Why is it just an asshole bucket? Ask the sandworms. The right. thing is a sphincter. Okay, well, is that it now? We've. I'm really upset about those popcorn buckets. It's just, by... it's just a butthole. Oh, by the by, like to point out, I got on the Oregon Trail wiki. You can cock your wagon. Oh, good. Cock that wagon. The chance of successfully cocking a wagon at the cross river depends on the water level, speed of the current, and condition of the wagon. There you go. Great. All right. That we're done. All right. If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editorsnocomics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it, plus access to things behind the paywall, such as the Buffy back issue bin and Pod to the Dark Tower. Hope uh, soon. Another one coming soon. That, that's my goal. You've said that for months. Well, that's why we're doing it this way. So when we release it to the public in full, then I don't want to. Yeah, I understand. It's a good business. No, it's a I don't solid think, business model. I don't think you understand how bad like the Buffy ones got. Like there would be times like we would be sitting behind these microphones and like we would just fall asleep, like sitting up because we were doing them like so late at night. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was tough doing it on a weekly schedule. We're not doing that a second time. No, no. I've right. fallen asleep during the podcast before. Uh, I believe you. I don't remember it specifically. Uh, well, but it, it's, I'm I'm good at stealing little cat naps. <laughs> anyway, patreon.com slash editors no comics. Interact with the show by rate, review, and subscribing on your favorite podcasting platform. Email us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. And you can find us on the socials. Just look Zach up, editors note comics. Indeed you do. You're there too. At Junior Rich. Next week, uh, because March is going to be a pretty big movie month, uh, we're going to stick in the world of comics. Ah. Uh. I'm not giving it to you yet because I haven't read the whole thing yet. Fair enough. <laughs> it's a six-issue series, and I've read one of them, so well, that's <laughs> I gotta read the other five. <laughs> Next week, we're gonna be back for the recent series, Danger Street, issues one through six. Look both ways before crossing. All right, have a good bye. Bye bye.